So tonight, let us look at these four markers. She was blessed because she was a virgin. She's blessed because she was the chosen vessel. Blessed because of victorious faith. And blessed because she had the virtue of humility. And I hope that we will learn many things tonight as we look at Mary in this situation. Now, going then to verse 28, you will see that God chose Mary. She was God's chosen vessel. Welcome on this Christmas Day to Let the Bible Speak. And what a wonderful thing to be a preacher on Christmas Day, to tell the old, old story of God's love to sinners, to send His Son to be our Savior, that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so may the Lord bless you today, where'er you be. We'll turn into the Bible here to Luke chapter 1 and to this message of the angel to Mary, the announcement that she would soon be with child. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And, behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. See you. 
listening to Let the Bible Speak, and we're dealing today with the text, Luke one twenty-eight. The angel came in unto Mary and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Yes, we want to look at the blessing of Mary. May you be blessed and encouraged on this Christmas day as we bring to you the good news of our Savior. Well, I want to take you tonight to four markers in the extraordinary life of Mary. In Luke chapter 1, we'll begin at verse 26. And uh, I want to show you four very big clear markers. As I was reading my Bible and just reading through this account, of course, yes, I was thinking about preaching this month on the birth of the Lord Jesus. But as I went down this chapter and I read it and thought about it, uh, a few things really jumped out at me, and uh, they became quite remarkable. You'll notice in verse 28, you have the word blessed, blessed, where the angel came unto Mary and said, Heal art thou art, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So I just got my pen out, and I underlined the word blessed. And then as you go on down the passage, you will find right on down this very account to verse 42, and you will see the word blessed appears two times. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. So there's another blessed. And then on down in verse 45, you'll see that this word blessed comes up again, and blessed is she that believed. And then down in verse 48, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. So the, there are these four markers uh, where Mary is pronounced to be blessed. Now, looking for a sermon, of course, it really became very easy because in the first blessed, she was blessed because she would be a virgin that would bring forth a son. And then also that verse 42, her blessed would be her womb, uh, that she would be the vessel of bringing forth the Lord into the light. So firstly, she was a blessed because she was a virgin, because she would be the fruit of her womb, and she would be the vessel of bringing the Lord. And then down in verse 45, she is blessed because of victorious faith. Blessed is she that believed. She believed the message that was brought to her. And then in verse 48, you have the virtue of humility. And you will see that she regarded, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. And of course, having read that and seen those things, I said, Aha! Here is the outline of a sermon right there in the very text. And these things are just made for preaching. And they give us an insight into what was happening in the life of Mary upon this announcement. Now, remember that we're talking about the most outstanding woman in the Bible, the woman who proved her obedience, 
her humility, and her loyalty all her life. When the Lord was born and but a boy, she hid many things in her heart. She never doubted them. She waited all those years raising her son. And then, of course, when he began to minister, what, what a blessing it must have been for Mary to hear the Lord Jesus preach. And then she was there also at the cross, right to the very end. Faithful, loyal Mary unto the Lord. Now, no other woman in the world has been as blessed as Mary. And even though we be Protestants, we have no problem in giving the honor to Mary, which the Bible gives to her. We ought to recognize the remarkable event that took place and the birth that came forth from her own womb. So tonight, let us look at these four markers. She was blessed because she was a virgin. She's blessed because she was the chosen vessel, blessed because of victorious faith, and blessed because she had the virtue of humility. And I hope that we will learn many things tonight as we look at Mary in this situation. Now, going then to verse 28, you will see that God chose Mary. She was God's chosen vessel. You'll notice in verse 27 that Gabriel was sent to a virgin, a virgin, not any virgin, but one virgin, and her name was Mary. God had Mary in mind. Now, of course, there were many young women in Israel who would have lived in the hope that she may be that chosen vessel. Uh, but here, Mary, this Mary, was the Lord's sovereign choice. Now, God, God sent Gabriel on a mission just to Mary, not to find any virgin girl, but this particular Mary. And really, you can look at this as God's sovereign choice or his sovereign election. He will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. But no doubt God needed a virgin to bring about the virgin birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this was to be Mary's firstborn son. Now, as you look at her being blessed in this way, to be chosen as the virgin to bring forth the Lord Jesus, you'll see in verse 27 that Mary had God's testimony of being a virgin. There's always a debate. There's always a skewed idea uh, that, well, how can this be? How can this miracle take place? Was she really uh, without ever relations with a man or with Joseph? Was she truly a virgin? Well, it's good to have the, uh, the Bible's testimony on this. And you look at verse 27, you will see that she had God's testimony. God said to Gabriel, go down, seek out a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So, God said, God announced that she was indeed a virgin, having never known a man. And so, 
Gabriel flew all the way down from glory down to earth, down to Israel. He bypassed all the, the major centers, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, and he made his way over Galilee down into this relatively obscure little town called Nazareth. And there he found the one, the Mary, the only Mary, the Virgin Mary. And of course, he was able to discover her address, and he found Mary herself. And although she had a very common name, uh, this would be the Hebrew name Miriam, very, very common name in Bible times. But here, Gabriel finds the Mary. Now, that is how God works. He deals in specific names. He puts the names of his own people on the very palms of his own hands. God works with individuals. And this sovereign power and ability of God to elect, to choose, to seek out that one whom he will bless or save, God is in that business all the time. And every time that he converts and every time that he brings a sinner out of sin into the knowledge of the Savior— it is God's mighty, sovereign, choosing work doing it. Now, Christians here tonight can vouch for the work of God calling you by name. The Lord's sheep hear the shepherd's voice, and they know that voice, and he knows their name. Now, we might ask, why Mary? Do you know the answer to that? Well, I don't. And as I ask, why Mary? I say, why me? Why did the Lord in his grace choose me to be his child? I can't answer that. Was I better? Was I wiser? Was I something unique about me? No. Paul called himself the chief of sinners. And I think we can all put ourselves in that category that we were lost, corrupt, undone, hopeless. But God takes the least, the obscure, and yes, a sinner. And we'll get to that later in Mary's testimony. A sinner. And chooses that right one for his own purpose and for his own glory. So if you're a Christian tonight, rejoice. Rejoice that the God of grace is our God, and he calls us and brings us into union with the Lord Jesus, even though it is all God's plan and God's purpose. We are the chosen one. In verse 42, we move to the second blessed marker, and you'll see that she was blessed as the sanctified vessel. It says here in that verse 42, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And so God took Mary's womb to create the body to unite with the Lord Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. And here is the 
marvel of the miracle of the incarnation, fashioned in the likeness as a man according to the flesh. And God took Mary a virgin and placed within that womb the seed, the embryo that would become the very body of the Lord Jesus. This is the wonder of the incarnation. Now, Mary was just a normal woman. She was not immaculate. That really is a a false idea. And indeed, the Church of Rome has only come up to uh, declare that in 1854. So it took something like 1,800 years for that particular doctrine to be pronounced as the doctrine of the church. Now, it had been bandied about long before that, but the immaculate conception of Jesus is real. He had no sin. He was conceived sinless. He himself in the flesh was sinless, but Mary was sinful, and she herself needed to be a Savior. But the marvelous miracle, and and you'll learn of it here in verse 35, is that that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. This child born in Mary's womb would be without sin in any way. Now, here is probably some of the deepest, deepest points of theology and, and thinking that man will ever meet. We know that there was no passing of sin from the father to the child because he was fatherless. That's the virgin birth. The mystery and the wonder is the sinless development of the child in the womb. We also know that Mary was sanctified so that there was nothing of the sin nature in her that passed to the child. And I think that's an equal miracle to the virgin conception, that this babe should begin to develop in the womb, but more so that as that babe spent the normal gestation period in the womb, nine months, that there was no contamination of Mary's nature passing from her body, although it was her body that was nurturing the infant in her womb. How can that be? Well, back to verse 35, because Mary asked the very same thing. In verse 34, Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And so during that gestation period, during the development of the child in the womb, the Holy Spirit was hovering over Mary, ensuring and bringing forth the sinless body of our Lord Jesus. Now, Mary asked how, and the answer was, wow. That's about it. We don't get any real explanation. There is no medical person in the world 
whom can sit down with you and explain the biology of all of this. And the conclusion is that with God, nothing shall be impossible. I read about a young medical student who, growing up in the United States, that he had tremendous difficulty with this supernatural generation of Christ in a virgin's womb. And obviously, if you're a man of science and a man of medical research, uh, you're going to have many thoughts about how could that possibly happen. And during those years, uh, he pondered all the perplexities of it. But finally, he finished medical school, and he went out into the backwoods to start his own practice. And there came along a backwoods preacher, just an itinerant preacher. And he did more for this young medical doctor than any other. And he simply said, if there is anybody here, he was saying in a meeting, if there's anybody here troubled about the mystery of God's becoming man, I want to take you back to the first chapter of Genesis and the first verse in the beginning, God. And that's all the science you need. That's all the learning you need. In the beginning, God. God was there to create the cells of human nature when there were none. God was there in Mary's womb to create the very body of the Lord Jesus and bring forth his Son to be the Savior of the world. Good people, all this Christmas time, consider well and bear in mind what our good God for us has done in sending his beloved Son. With all good Christians we should pray to God with love this Christmas day. In Bethlehem upon that morn there was a blessed Messiah happy morn 
shepherds went the babe to find, and as God's angels had foretold, they did our Savior Christ behold. Within a Final program before Christmas 2022. What a wonderful year it has been. What blessings we have known. And what help from the Lord to continue preaching his word. I want to take this opportunity to wish you the Lord's blessing on this Christmas season. As we rejoice in the birth of our Savior and the whole wonder of the gospel that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to take this opportunity to wish you and your family the Lord's blessing. And I pray that today's message and each day's message here on Let the Bible Speak Radio will continue to be a great blessing to you and your family. My heart's desire, this is Pastor Ian Golliher, my heart's desire is to point you to faith in the all-sufficient work of the Lord Jesus. He came into this world, humbled himself, made himself of no reputation, became a servant that he might work for us, that he might fulfill the law, fulfill all righteousness, and save us from our sins by a perfect life, and then going to the cross to bear the curse of sin, an atonement, paying, satisfying the law of God. May the Lord write this on your heart and bless you abundantly. Thank you for listening today.